it's time to talk some golf now and coming off a very strong week at the K Club in Ireland for our Kiwis. It's time uh, to assess uh, what's coming up and try and find your winner. Uh, Ryan Fox got straight back into the action, didn't he, with a tie for third at the Irish Open. Daniel Hillier ended up with a very respectable tie 12 uh, as the DP World Tour really hits uh, its feature time of the year. We're off to Wentworth this, uh, Wentworth this weekend. Uh, Wentworth, the, the West Course, uh, for the BMW PGA Championship from this evening. Actually, it's a payday that lures uh, all the big boys because it's up for uh, $6 million. Uh, uh, sorry, just $6 million euro up for grabs. And, of course, the Ryder Cup's just around the corner. David Bileski is our tipping wizard. He's at Deep Dive Golf on Twitter. Go to his page to get uh, his full set of tips. Good morning to you, David. And, uh, again, thanks uh, for joining us on the Thursday uh, prior to uh, a really big tournament, the BMW, um, it's always one that attracts a lot of attention and a great field. Morning, so the, yeah, look, the, the BMW PGA Championship is the, the equivalent on the DP World Tour of the Players' Championship, so it always attracts the big guns. It's, um, you know, the pinnacle for a lot of these players if they manage a win here to um, really mark their career um, as a marker point there. So it's a it's a stunning tournament, um, absolutely stacked field and exciting as well because we've got all 12 um, Europeans from the Ryder Cup playing in this field as well as the big mm. three of um, Hovland, Rahm and McElroy going into the week. That's an interesting one, yeah, looking at that too, before we get on to the course itself, uh, because Luke Donald, I think, has gone to the organisers or the, 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 the DP Tour and said, look, I'll, I'll make them all available, all 12 players, but I've got to group them together, and that's exactly what's happened. Fleetwood, Lowry, Straker in one group, Ram, Hoygaard and Hatton, and then Rose, Fitzpatrick, McIntyre, McElroy, Aberg and Hovland. So I guess that's a chance of, of building combinations, etc., yeah, I think so, and just getting some familiarity between the, the different players. I mean, I know that they've done a, a bit of a scouting mission to Rome to see Marco Simone um, earlier this week, and then all travelled together on the flight to to Wentworth. And um, you know, fortunately, that's not too too long a flight, um, so they shouldn't be too jet lagged or anything like that either. And yeah, just starting to build those bonds and building that that team dynamic as well. And very interesting, as you said, that they're all going out in the the different groups. I mean, um, like let's take the McElroy, Aberg, um, Holland group for example, I really think that McElroy and Aberg is, is the dream pairing that they'll sort of roll out on day one. Um, I think Aberg as a as a amateur earlier this year is really going to need the experience of someone like Rory to settle them into the tournament and both of their games are very complementary to each other as well. They're both extremely um, good drivers of the golf ball, um, very, very strong off the tee. Um, so they're going to be very similar in terms of the, the profile that they um, have for each other and I think they could match up really well. I suspect that's probably going to be one of the pairings that we'll see on day one and if they go well I think you'll see that rolled out for, for the rest of the Ryder Cup Okay, interesting that, I didn't pick that one, that's cool. Uh, right, let's talk about uh, this west course at Wentworth it's part of a terrific estate um, in the Surrey um, and it's described as a Heath and Heather course tell us a wee bit about that yeah, so it's a it's a stunning course, and it just it has a knack um, at Wentworth of just drawing out uh, the best player in the field. Really, there's no real specific part of the game that um, that 
lead to any great advantage, um, but it has had an illustrious list of winners um, from this course, and that's always what you want, is you want the, the golfer who comes out and, and plays the best that week to, to be the one who's able to go and win it. Um, I would say that no golfer's really gone out there and absolutely dominated it off the tee. That would be maybe one thing that driving distance doesn't seem to be as big of a, of a weight this week compared to other golf courses, and I think a lot of that comes down to the way that you pa- play these par fives. Um, so you've got one par five on the front, that's 552 yards. Then on the back nine, you've got the 12th at 520. And then kind of quirky, it finishes with back-to-back par fives on the 17th and 18th. The 17th reads is 610 yards um, on the scorecard. But there's a lot of elevation changes that went with. And the last 75 yards um, to the green on 17 is all downhill. So all of these par fives basically are reachable in two. You're going to see a lot of eagles on those holes. And that, I think, is why that driving distance doesn't play as big of a predictive factor as you'd perhaps see at other courses. Um, other than that, the rough can be very, very thick. Um, smaller greens approach is very, very important. And um, scrambling is actually um, extremely important as well. So we've found um, so three out of the last five winners have actually led the field in scrambling for the week. So you are going to miss greens here, and that's, that's inevitable. And your ability to then get up and down and save par and keep your momentum going for the tournament is going to be really key to success here. Uh, okay, well, this is a tournament uh, where Shane Lowry, of course, we mentioned him as being uh, one of uh, the Ryder Cup players, is the defending champion and coming off, I thought, quite a decent week at the K Club last week. Yeah, he looks to be rounding into to a little bit of form again because he's had a, a pretty um, barren year other than kind of in the, the bigger moments, really. I mean, he after the, the win here last year, which, um, I mean, it was only a 54-hole tournament because um, the Queen actually passed away partway through the tournament, so that's crazy to think that was over a year ago now. Um, but, yeah, so and then you had Rahm and McRoy just one shot back at Lowry, so who knows where that tournament would have gone um, if it had been allowed to go the full 72 holes. But since then, he's only had um, one top 10 at the Honda Classic where he finished first and then last week at the Irish Open he finished third and you could see um, it, was, it was a bit of a strange tournament the Irish Open no one really wanted to win it come Sunday um, there was a list of about 20 guys who could really put their hand up and make a run of birdies and um, fortunately in our tips over at um, Win Daily Sports we had Ryan Fox who finished in third I think Foxy's going to be bitterly disappointed he didn't win that tournament because he parred both of the par fives um, coming in and um, ended up just finishing you know just shy of um, Vincent Norman so we put him up at 40 to 1 um, last week he was the shortest price selection for us and um, did us very proud in, in third and yeah as I said I think he'd be a little bit disappointed that he, he didn't knock that one off because he had the two par fives, which with his length, he should really um, be birdieing every day. And then, um, fortunately, to back that up, we actually had Vincent Norman was our second um, shortest price selection at 45 to win one who... Um, Buchanan came out with a pretty stunning victory um, with a 65 on the final day and was the only one who really kind of stepped up and shot something low on the Sunday. So, yeah, with with Lowry, um, it's very impressive. It was a very, very strong field. Um, good to see him coming through here. I, I think as well, he's the sort of player, he's been getting a bit of stick um, this last week, um, not overly, I don't think it's like the most controversial Ryder Cup selection for Luke Donald, but he has been getting a bit of a hard time for the selection over mainly Adrian Moronk kind of truthers who are who are um, really in, in his camp and thought that he deserved to have a spot. And look, I mean, Shane Lowry finished in the top 20 at three of the majors. And, and as we've spoken about before, the Ryder Cup isn't just about your your 
current form. Otherwise, they'd just go straight down the list and choose the top 12 every time. Um, part of it is about building a team, and I think Shane Lowry is really going to be quite key in that um, locker room as one of the more experienced players on tour. Um, he's going to be able to develop a lot of guys, and I think um, the camaraderie that comes from um, obviously having the, the bubble Irishman in your, in your camp is, um, is invaluable. So, um, yeah, look, I think he might come out here with a bit of a point to prove um, to make sure you get some game time during the Ryder Cup. Most markets reflect the fact that uh, all those Ryder Cup players are playing and they uh, tend to dominate uh, the, early, the early markets anyway. I, I just wonder if there, you can see anything from outside there. A, a player like a Maronk who said, enough is enough, I'm disappointed. You know, those, those kind of players, do they fall into that bracket? Yeah, I mean, look, the... the Big three obviously have a huge amount of, of win equity. I mean, Victor Hovland, Rory McIlroy, John Rahm are just um, just complete golfers at the moment, and they're, they're playing very, very well. Um, it's interesting for me that Victor Hovland's the shortest in the market because he has made some huge gains around the green, but as I mentioned, scrambling is so important here, and he is still behind like the McIlroy and Rahms in terms of his touch around the green, so it's still something that's developing. He has come on leaps and bounds. He has made some huge improvements there. Um, I think it's just a reflection of his won those last two playoff events over in the PGA Tour and, and hence he's been priced the shortest in the market. So for me, if you were going to rank the, the top three, I'd actually go Ram, who's finished second here in his two appearances. So he's gone second, second, which is incredibly impressive. Um, and then McElroy and then Hovland, actually third of those. But um, I actually like to go a little bit outside of the market and, and from there we can kind of go into our, our three for three that I'm going to give out this this week, which would be um, actually Tommy Fleetwood, which you can find at $15. Um, I think that he's had a stunning year. He's he's someone who I think he's gone in a little bit of a hard time on the PGA Tour because he hasn't been able to shut the door on Sunday, but he's been perennially in contention. The fact is, is when he's been on the DP World Tour, he has shut the door on numerous occasions. And so I don't think it's that he hasn't got that winning mentality. It's just winning on the PGA Tour is very, very hard. Um, but Tommy Fleetwood does have a really complete game. Um, he's had a very, very good year. He was sixth of the Tour Championship um, to finish the playoffs, and he was third at the FedEx St. Jude, which is one of the larger fields of the three playoffs that has seven many players within that one as well. So um, he's got a good record here. He's had a number of um, top 20s. I think he's very fairly priced at $15. To, uh, at $15. And um, the, the driver off the tee, the round the green game, the putter, it's all there for him. I think he's kind of knocking on the door of victory and he's kind of similar to, to Lowry in that um, he almost needs to go out there and, and perform to make sure that he's um, appearing frequently in the Ryder Cup, which he'll be desperate to do. Okay, three for three. Um <clears throat> Foxy's uh, and again, this is a tournament. Incidentally, uh, is it not there? Uh, he did his knee in uh, round his barbecue or something, and thought the season was going to be over for him, and somehow recovered miraculously and won the Dunhill. Yeah, it was. It was actually. He had, he had to withdraw, kind of, with a with a sudden um, barbecue-related incident, which is one of the bizarrest um, phrases in golf that you perhaps say. But then, yeah, came back um, strongly. He, he missed the cut, um, sort of two weeks later at the the um, French Open, and then the Dunhill links. He was right back to it. But actually, I think it's a course that um, that should set up really well for him. I know that that um, his driving actually isn't always there, but bear in mind this isn't the longest course, and all of those par fives are really reachable in two anyway. Um, so he can go to his two on off the tee, which he really likes to use. And the third of the Irish Open, I think the K-Club is actually quite a good correlating course in terms of form, along with the Brabazon at the Belfry and um, 
pass form here tends to be quite sticky as well, and he does have a top 20 here too. So I don't think he's the, the worst out. I would have liked to see him perhaps a little bit longer in the market. I'd see he's out there at, at sort of 40s, which is similar to what he was last week, but this is a much stronger field. Um, but look, I don't mind his chances, and he's proven time and time again that he can um, he can really punch it with the big boys um, at this level. Interesting. Very, very interesting. So that uh, starts tonight. Fox, incidentally, in a grouping with uh, Minwoo Lee and uh, Larathabal from Spain, a very accomplished player as well. And then, of course, um, we're only, what, uh, two weeks away from said Ryder Cup uh, at Marco Simon. And both teams, I understand, have started to have a decent look at it. No American, it's interesting, no USA players anyway uh, in, in this particular field. I just wonder what they're up to. Yeah, um, look, I, I don't know if the, the Americans really needed to go and do a sighter of the course. I mean, they're going to get enough time next week to really get their, their feeling around Marco Simone. And I, I do wonder if some of the jet lag that will come with that will take a bit of a toll in terms of the travel time um, heading across the Atlantic and back again. Um, we've got Max Homer and Justin Thomas over in the Fortinet Championship up in the Napa Valley in California this week. Um, and, and of those, Max Homer obviously has won that tournament twice. Justin Thomas desperate for form, but um, it is a course quite quite interesting with Justin Thomas. That he's in his last three appearances there, he's he's taken a real liking to it. He finished in the top ten, and then actually the subsequent week he's won all three of those tournaments. The week after playing at Silverado, um, and all three of those have been overseas. So it may just actually be the the best prep for him to um, to start a, a jaunt over to to Europe um, for the Ryder Cup. Um, next week Okay, we'll keep an eye on that one as well Yes, the Fortinet um, But we can't let you go And Louis Herman Watt has got his pen poised um, Because you promised us uh, three for free And he's ready He's ready, David yeah, he's ready. I bet he is. I bet he is. I know Louis um, always keen for a punt. So as I mentioned, um, Tommy Fleetwood at fifteen dollars. I think that's that's good value for him. Um, he's rightfully priced as the next favourite after the top three, um, and I think that he's desperate to to get a win and uh, needs to have a strong showing to make sure he's getting f- frequent games for the Ryder Cup. Um, as a longer shot, um, Julian Brun, the Frenchman, has gained on approach the last three tournaments, um, continually proving he's played very well at um, various comp courses that. Um, correlate very nicely to Wentworth. You can get him for a top 40 at $3.75 or $180 for the win if you want to have a small punt, um, $5 each way on that one. Um, that's uh, well worth a little look. And then the final one I'll give out is uh, Tom Kim at 25 um, I think that this course sets up really beautifully for him because um, he's not the longest off the tee and saying that he's very young and he is adding distance to his game at the moment, but he's incredibly accurate. Mm-hmm. And Tom Kim is just one of the best putters in the game. As I mentioned, you are going to miss greens at, at Wentworth. That's just a fact. Um, his game travels very, very well. And the fact that once he gets onto those flat surfaces, uh, he's such an excellent putter that he's going to get a lot of those up and downs for you. And um, he's won in multiple different countries all around the world. So just Despite this being his first look at Wentworth, I think that he's a good shout at $25 as well. David Bileski, fantastic to catch up with you uh, once again as you continue to throw out some terrific information and uh, possibilities for us um, and the the run continues. So thanks again for your time, uh, David, and I look forward to catching up again soon. Thank you. Yeah, pleasure. Thanks, Willie. And everyone can uh, just jump onto Twitter at Deep Love Golf and um, follow me for the rest of the card. Absolutely they can. Uh, Deep Dive Golf on Twitter.